Hi everybody, I'm John from Win More Games, and this is the 10 in 20 Comics Previews Podcast. Each week on the show I talk about 10 comics that are coming out this week, and I do it in under 20 minutes. I don't spend a lot of time prevaricating or pontificating, it's just a quick take on a small sampling of the comics coming out this week. I'm recording this on Monday, June 22nd, and I'll be talking about 10 single-issue comics that are coming out on New Comic Book New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, June 24th, with the exception of DC Books, that now they come out um, on Tuesdays, so they'll be out tomorrow, Tuesday, June 23rd. Maybe today by the time you listen to this, probably. Before I dive in this week, I want to talk a little bit more about the Eisner nominees that were recently announced. I won't spend too much more time on this before the winners um, are announced. You can see the full list of nominees online. So this is just some highlights from the best limited series and the best new series categories. I won't go through all of the nominees, but I'll, I'll highlight some of them. And if you want to hear about the best continuing series nominees, I talked about those last week. There are two Jeff Lemire books on the best limited series list, Ascender and Sentient. Um, Ascender is one of those, like it could be a limited series or it could be an ongoing series, but it's, it's listed in the, um, limited series category. And then Sentient is, um, his book that he put out for that new publisher, TKO Studios, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's a new comics publisher. They do binge releases. So, um, I think it's like a six issue mini series and you can get them all at once if you want, um, or you can get them in trade paperback form. I'm not sure if they all come out at once. It's kind of one of those things. I don't know why you wouldn't just buy the trade, but I guess if you, if you love single issue comics as much as I do, you know, maybe you want to keep that form alive any way possible. So that's one way. Um, so yeah, so two Jeff Lemire books and I did actually, you know, he was, um, interviewed recently. I, I, I saw an interview. I, I can't remember where it was, but, um, he talked a little bit It might've been on, well, I won't speculate, but, um, he talked about how he is so prolific. Um, apparently he finds artists with an insane work ethic. You know, the art is usually what slows things down. So there you go. It works for him. And the artists on these books, it's Dustin Wynn on Ascender and Gabriel Walta on Sentient. Also wanted to call out Naomi in the best limited series list uh, category. That is the book over at DC by Brian Michael Bendis, David Walker, and Jamal Campbell. So props to to all of them, and especially Campbell. You know, he's doing Far Sector now, which I've talked about in past episodes of the show. Under the best new series, uh, Once in Future was nominated by Kyron Gillen and Dan Mora. Um, I read the first couple issues. Uh, I, I'll just say it, it felt a little cheesy to me, to be perfectly honest. Um, the banter between the the two main characters, at least the main characters in that first book, um, you know, dialogue was a little on the cheesy side. But, you know, maybe it makes sense if you're British. I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, it, you know, it was nominated for, for Eisner. I know it got lots of accolades. So, you know, a lot of people love it. The other one that I want to call out is Something is Killing the Children. Is this series Eisner worthy? I, you know, I don't know. How do you define that? But do I love it? Yes, I do. So very happy to see that nominated. Um, you know, it's it's a great comic. Uh, I, I read it regularly. So congrats to all these nominees and all the other nominees and all the other categories. I will talk a little bit about who won when those uh, when the winners are announced. 
Uh, before I get into my list, I do have some sad news that I have to call out because this is something that I've mentioned in a lot of past episodes of the show are these DC 100 page giants, which I, I love um, just for the value of it. 100 pages for five bucks. Can't hardly beat it. Well, DC announced that they've shifted to a poly bagged four pack. Um, the 100 page giants, as you may know, are sold in Walmart and. Apparently, I don't know if Walmart wanted this or if DC decided, made this decision on their own, but it's a polybagged four-pack now instead of the 100-page Giants. And the polybagged four-pack, that's fine, I suppose, but they're charging almost $9 for these things. So if you live in a sales tax state like I do, we're talking 10 bucks for four comics, which to me... I mean, you could just buy the single issues. It doesn't seem like that that much of a a deal, honestly. Um, so, I'm lamenting the the loss of the five page uh, the the hundred page giants for five bucks. I, I guess you know I I kept saying it was the best deal in comics, and I guess it was not sustainable. So that's sad, but that's enough lamenting too. I want to go ahead and look ahead to what's coming out this week in comic shops. Uh, this was kind of an odd week. There were a lot of books out compared to the last several weeks. So it felt like kind of a flood into comic shops this week. But at the same time, I would say there's not too many really big books. Um, one pretty big one I'll mention later, but um, you know, not a whole lot going on except you know Marvel's gearing up for their big Empire crossover. I don't care a whole lot about that, so it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of other new energy quite yet. But that's not to say anything against the books that are out. There, there are. I feel like there's some real gems here. So, um, you know, I think I think there's going to be more new energy, um, new great comics coming in the very near future. But even what we have here, again, there's just a lot more books out. So here's the ten that I'm going to talk about. We'll dive right in here with the first one up: Immortal Hulk number thirty-four by Al Ewing and Butch Guis. Big, big news here. This series is ending. Um, Al Ewing announced on Twitter that the series will only be going to number 50. So I guess we're on 34 now. So I guess we can consider this the start of a countdown to number 50. Uh, in terms of content, you know, you can always expect more monster horror goodness. I'm sure Hulk will be smashing things to bits. So yeah, lot, lots of fun as always. Second one I have here, Holler Number 1 by Jeremy Massey. This one goes for five ninety nine. So it's a it's a bit more expensive, but it's an indie comic, small press comic, and this is just sort of a slice of life comic. Um, it's about a grunge musician in the 1990s, I guess. You know. Um, sort of a period piece in that sense. And I just feel like an indie comic about coming of age and about music is just sounds to me really nostalgic and soothing. So that's just perfect for this moment. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to seeing this. It's, it's put out by it's alive, which is a small publisher. It's alive exclamation point. And this is the same publisher that puts out Nick Cagnetti's pink lemonade, which is totally awesome. As well as Justin Madsen's Breathers. I have not read that, but it looks excellent. I'm really curious about that one. And then this one, Holler. I mean, it's they're just putting out lots of great stuff. So I'm hoping to see this one. I, I don't have it on my pull list right now. So if I don't see it on the um, shelf, I'll have to decide, or on the rack, I'll have to decide if I order this. Well, anyway, I, I want to get, get a hold of it in some way. Uh, next one up here. Ash and Thorn number one by Maria McCourt and Sue Lee. I got to say the reason I love this one, uh, or at least love how it looks, you know, we talk a lot about 
Well, I, I say when I say we, I mean, a lot of people talk a lot about the need for diversity in comics, which I totally agree with. Um, and they talk about, oh, you know, what are diverse superheroes? Well, this one's about two little old ladies. So perfect. Um, you know, two older adults being superheroes, hunting monsters or killing monsters or something. I don't know. But it's it's put out by Ahoy, Ahoy Comics, and these are always a good value because they pack in the extras. So this one I totally will grab. I expect to see this at my shop. My shop does carry some of these Ahoy Comics. Next up, Dead Body Road, Bad Blood, number one, by Justin Jordan, Ben Tizma, and Matt Lopez. This is an action crime series coming out from Skybound. I'm going to mention another Skybound book in just a minute. I feel like we kind of need a crime series since Criminal is is on hiatus. I don't know how long the, the hiatus will last, but it's indefinite as far as I know. Um, this one is a continuation of a miniseries. Dead Body Road was the miniseries. This is Dead Body Road, Bad Blood. Um, miniseries came out in 2014, so now this is, I guess, part two. I thought the art looked pretty good in this and, um, you know, maybe worth checking out. The original miniseries was drawn by Matteo Scalero, um, and, you know, his art looked Looks great. So that's maybe some biggest shoes to fill, but we'll see if this team is up to the task. And, you know, speaking of sort of realistic neo-Western crime comics um, that have blood in the title, That Texas Blood number one is also out. This one's by Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips. Now, um, I would say of the two, this one actually, I think, sounds a little bit more interesting, or at least I would maybe be more likely to check out because it's sort of a true number one versus a continuation of a former miniseries. And I mentioned Criminal. Jacob Phillips is the colorist for Criminal, and he's doing full art duties here. Um, as far as the plot, uh, you know, I guess there there's a lost casserole dish that's mentioned in the solicit, and I guess that leads to some violence, and I think you can expect lots and lots of black and or red ink on the page. So, um, yeah, that should be pretty cool. Next up, Thor number five by Donny Cates and Nick Klein. This is a series that I have to admit I've neglected a little bit. But I know there's a ton of fans out there, uh, both of the character, of course, but also of this creative team. Um, Donnie Cates, I have talked a little bit about before. He jumped over to Marvel a couple, couple of years ago as part of kind of a wave of new hires at Marvel and new talent. Um, Nick Klein, the artist, I'm a, I'm a bit less familiar with. Uh, there is an interview. I, have, I haven't read it yet, but he was interviewed over on Sketched.com. Uh, David Harper, great podcaster and interviewer. So he interviews Nick Klein over there. Um, but this is Thor number five, and it's a popular series. So if you're a Thor fan, this is your week. Next, I wanted to call out Lock and Key number one facsimile edition by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. Of course, there's lots of new fans of this um, property, this intellectual property or this series. So it makes sense for IDW to be capitalizing on that a little bit by putting out the facsimile edition. I have to call out Gabriel Rodriguez. I feel like this guy's art is brilliant and it's imaginative. Um, and the the work that I actually know, got this out of the library with my kids actually, but he did he drew the remake of Little Nemo and Slumberland. Of course, beloved property from early 20th century um, newspaper strips, um, Little Nemo. And so he did the remake and I'd say he really did justice to the source material um, at the at the same time he took it in, in a great new direction. So, um, but here's, he, he also is, was the artist of course for Lock and Key. So if you missed Lock and Key number one the first time around, Now's your chance to pick it up in, in a facsimile edition. 
Next, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Jenica, number three, by Bram Revel. This one goes for $4.99. It is the conclusion of the Jenica miniseries. And I'm, you know, I, I was stoked from this from the beginning when I first, I mean, I didn't know what to expect, but when I flipped through it on the rack, uh, I thought it looked great. I think there's been a female turtle before that's kind of like not gone anywhere, but I think Jenica's going to stick around a while because it's a great story and great art um, right now by the teams that IDW has brought on to these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles books. And Brom Ravel, I think, is is right up there with the others. I think this looks brilliant. Um, it's visually inventive um, and I think worth checking out. For more Brom Ravel work, I, I just researched this a little bit. I have not read this, but apparently he, for many years, he worked on this comic called Gorilla over at Oni. And that you can have that now. It's an omnibus format for, it's over 700 pages. So it's kind of uh, a huge work that Brom Ravel has done. But now he's working on this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Jenica miniseries that wraps up this week. Next, John Constantine Hellblazer number seven by Simon Spurrier and Aaron Campbell. I'm going to call out the guys over at iFanboy. Um, not my favorite podcast all the time. They're pretty much the whole time they're like saying, oh, you know, what's going on with this continuity? It's so confusing. It's like, okay, how about you read something else then? But anyway, uh, I do appreciate what they do. They read, you know, a lot more superhero comics than I do. And um, they've called this one out, sort of their pick of the week, a couple of the past issues. Um, I really appreciate that. I love Simon Spurrier as a writer. I really appreciate that DC is experimenting with these imprints. And this is on the Sandman Universe imprint, which I mentioned uh, last week. The book "The Dreaming" got an Eisner nod, um, so you know they're they're really they're really hitting on all cylinders with this Sandman Universe imprint, which is cool to see. Next and last on my list, next one up is Archie and Friends Geeks and Games number one. Now, as you may be aware, this podcast is part of the Winmore Games Network. And here at Winmore Games, we're all about the intersection of comics and gaming culture. So this seems like the perfect example of that. And I got to say, Archie Comics, it's a company that's been doing their thing year in and year out for so long, but they've also really innovated a lot in recent years. So props to them for putting this out and for putting it out for only $2.99. You really don't have much to lose. So why not check this book out? That is my list for the week. Um, I like to call out a few of the of the more pricey items every week on the show. And so the first one here on, on my list of trade paperbacks, original graphic novels, more pricey stuff. This is the big book that I mentioned. It's Robert Kirkman's new series. He's you know, thrown everyone for a curve and said, we're going to try something different. So he's starting this series off. I guess the idea is kind of get everybody into the story, get everybody into the characters. It's Firepower Trade Paperback, Volume 1, Prelude. This one goes for $9.99, so the price of uh, Image Volume 1, you know, for all their Volume 1s of their ongoing series, their first trade paperbacks go for $9.99, which is a great deal, great value. And I'm going to check this out. I, you know, I don't buy a ton of trades. Um, unless that's something I know I'm going to love. I don't I don't gamble on these very often, but it's Robert Kirkman, Chris Samney, you know, it's going to look great. It's going to be cool. Um, it's, you know, some kind of samurai or something going on here. I, I haven't even researched it that much. I'm just going to dive in and see what I think. So um, we'll see how it works. You know, this might be a model that others use. Next one here, Green Lantern 80th Anniversary Super Spectacular also goes for $9.99. DC's really been putting out a lot of these 
deluxe super spectaculars and i guess it's green lantern's turn so green lantern fans i'm sure will appreciate this one and it's you know various artists all doing their thing on green lantern I uh, also want to call out Kaiju Max Deluxe Edition Hardcover Volume 2. This one goes for about 60 bucks, so not necessarily the cheapest way to experience Kaiju Max, but it's a great comic, so if you're a fan, you can get the deluxe version. And finally, I want to call out Silent Invasion Abductions. This one goes for $16.99. Um, the artist on this is Michael Cherkis, and I, I had to call this out. I just happened across some of his comics, not the Silent Invasion, which he's the most well-known for, but some of his other comics and a quarter bin a few months back. And I just thought these things were great. Um, apparently this is book three in the series and I believe it's a bit of an older series, but this is a new edition of this book. So that's pretty much it for today. Um, I think I'll just call it. Uh, do come on back next week. We got some more great stuff coming out. We got Usagi Yojimbo Color Classics number four. And this features a, I've, I've seen this image before on the cover. It's really iconic. I know it's, you know, it's Usagi and his full samurai regalia um, riding this horse coming straight at you. So it's a, it's a classic image. I don't know where I've seen it before, but I feel like it's just looks so cool. And of course it's in full cover, full color. Um, but I'll hold off any talking about that anymore until next week. We've also got King of Nowhere number three coming out. We've got Bill and Ted's excellent comic book archive. Um, this is the Evan Dorkin Bill and Ted. So cool stuff. We've got this all America comics. Number one, looking forward to talking about that next week. And then I have to call out, as always, it's back. You can celebrate with me. Red Sonia and Vampirella meet Betty and Veronica. Number 11. 11. That's right. <laughs> Number 11 in this amazingly ridiculous series. All that and more next week. So come on back uh, for 10 brand more brand new comics in under 20 minutes. Once again, I'm John from Win More Games. Thanks for listening. Read more comics and stay safe and healthy. Have a great one. I will see you next week. 